Feel Elise is a masterpiece with a mysterious crease. It's Rhyme and Reason 464. There's a Hey there, Tony here, and I'm getting just a little bit Germanic with you today. Für Elise, yes. And that's not even exactly the way you say it, but that's close to how most people would recognize the name of that famous Beethoven piece of music. And the reason I bring it up is because uh, as I started to prepare all this uh, information today, I opened up my laptop and... uh, on Pandora, I had it set on the classical channel. I like to have it on there a lot of times when I'm writing something. Um, Fur Elise came across and started playing. And I just love that piece of music. I just think it's awesome. Of course, I don't think I've kept it a secret that Beethoven is my favorite composer. And th- this piece of music is an example why. But for some reason today, I just decided to look up who Elise was, and it turns out she might not have been who the music was written for. I mean, if you can believe Wikipedia and some other sources that I looked up too, Fur Elise might have been Therese, or Teresa, however they might have said it, a woman with the long name of Teresa Malfatti von Rorenbach Zudetza. <laughs> Say that five times fast. She was one of Beethoven's students. And some say that a guy named Ludwig Knoll, how about that? They both had the same name, same first name, Ludwig von Beethoven and Ludwig Knoll. Ludwig transcribed the music uh, to Fur Elise and, and other parts of that composition, which he found about 40 years after Beethoven died. But Knoll... N-O-H-L, Noel, might have transcribed the wrong name. And the web gets even more tangled after that. A guy named Klaus Martin Kopitz did another study of the music, and he decided that there's actually evidence that the piece was written for Elizabeth Ruckel, R-O, umlaut O, C-K-E-L, a 17-year-old soprano. Apparently, uh, a priest called her Elise, but also apparently she called herself Betty. So can you imagine how this beautiful piece of music might have been passed over if it was called Fur Betty? (laughs) That just doesn't have the same ring to it. Not quite so poetic. Anyway, nothing against Betty. It's just not quite as, I don't know, just doesn't fit the music as much as Elise. And there's yet another idea of who might have been the female in question. And Rita Steblin, a musicologist from Canada, thinks the music might have been dedicated to a child prodigy named Elise Berensfeld. But as I read the explanation for that, I think it's kind of a stretch, even though the name fits. So how does all this speculation, conjecture, and educated guessing affect the music? Well, the short answer, it doesn't. Not. Not one bit. In fact, I'm going to play a little excerpt of that music, and I'm sure you've heard it before. But uh, enjoy this, and I'll be right back.
See what I mean? That's just that's just beautiful. I just love that piece of music. And you ought to check that out on my website. There's a video I shared of that piece of music. And it's really, really cool. It's like a an overhead shot of someone playing a piano. And all the notes that they hit are also they, uh, somehow or another connected to lights. So things light up. It's sort of an overlay of lights. I don't even know how to explain it. You have to go there to TonyFunderberg.com forward slash Fur Elise and uh, watch that video. It's really, really cool. I've seen, seen him do that on several things now. I love watching it. It's just it's sort of mesmerizing and hypnotizing. Anyway, like I said, it's a beautiful, timeless piece of music. So no matter who it's for, it's a cool, cool song. It doesn't matter who the music's for. I just hope you enjoy the trip through the musical score. And until next time, this is Tony from Tony Funberg reminding you that life has rhyme and reason because God made you. There's a rhyme.